Life is short. Eat your caviar with your animal crackers. I bear the responsibility of all of my decisions. Good thing I'm always right. Hello! I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And, and welcome, welcome to The Real House Bears. Hello, it's The Real House Bears first best friend and New York Times bestseller, Heather Gay. Heather what Gay is up, my bitch? in the hot yes, closet. Yes, You're my bitch. What is up, my sister? You are my sister. That's right. You just keep <laughs> repeating what I have to say because I am so hilarious. Listen, you are one of the funniest people I know for well, sure. Well, of course. Oh, my God. Like, that's who I am. Sometimes you're hard to keep up with. You Like, you are... Mm-mm. Well, these real house bears keep calling me all the time and I have to keep... Skip, skip, <laughs> right. because they are... Hunting me. Yeah, well, you should have never, you know, agreed to be our friend. Listen. <laughs> and then... I got... wanted this friendship. I wanted this friendship. I wanted this friendship, my sweet, hot, sexy bear. I want this friendship, too, my sweet, mm. hot, sexy friend. Divorce hunter. <laughs> Marry me. <laughs> Sorry, I've had too many espressos. Espresso <laughs> martinis to... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <sighs> okay, I'm good. I'm back. I'm uh, boot and rally. Boot, boot and rally. rally. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast, the world famous Real House Bears podcast, the most famous in the world. Yes. And number one by the Real House of Salt Lake City. Yes, that's right. You go. Have I have game. too many things to do. Bye, love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that does feel very Heather Gay. It was more positive than I thought it would go. Always good to have a Heather Gay moment. I haven't had a Heather Gay moment on this sh- right. uh, podcast yet, so I was like, yeah, that's you know what? A- you maybe have not ever Mm-mm. done. She's Heather finally Gay. like, these bitches are crazy. Like she's just kind of been <laughs> on the sideline. She's like, I'm just glad nobody's mad at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we welcome back. We had a week off. Yes. No Salt Lake City episode equals no new Real House Bears episode. I didn't miss it. And now you have to defend yourself as to why you did not do the finale of Real House New York City. So yeah, you all are probably thinking, well, Bears, not me, us. Uh, Well, Bears, Uh what about a recap of the New York City reunion? What about us? (laughs) Well, Bears... What about covering the Beverly Hills premiere? Yeah, what the hell? WTF? <laughs> well, the, the you know the the short answer is we want the long answer now. Doing two cities at once almost killed us. <laughs> Especially during busy season for both of us. Yeah, very busy season and our jobs that pay us money. And also, you know, we like to give a very detailed recap. Like, we want you, if you miss the episode, to be able to catch up with our recaps. We have gotten some messages of people saying, they're like, we didn't, we don't even watch the episodes anymore. We yeah. just get a recap. Some me. people are like, I listened to the epi- your episode first and then decide if I want to watch the <laughs> real episode. So, you know, the only alternative would to be give, you know, a more, you know, bullet point recap like a lot of other this is the longest like answer ever it's a mess so that's the first one so specifically no new york city you know we both really enjoyed the reunion 
But there really wasn't a lot of drama. There wasn't a lot of new well, content. And the, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, these ladies are just apologizing to each other. Yeah. Like, it just generally seems like we're all friends just getting to know each other. Yeah. We all messed up. So now that we've been on it, Games on next year, I guess. Yeah. Like, however you act next year, I hope they don't read. You know, I, I don't know. There yeah. just wasn't a lot of conflict. It was just a lot of apology fest. And, you know, and part of the reason behind that is because most of the drama this season wasn't all that big of a deal drama. Most of it was just petty little, you said this, I can't believe, the cheese. This show you was, know, a, this show like was honestly a, about getting to know the ladies. Yeah, honestly. so I... I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy the reunion. I loved seeing Sai really show some real personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Uba, she's uh, she's on the defense of uh, on anything that's been said about her right now. You know, even with that Tamra Judge situation that's going with, on with us. So, um, but, you know, it was clear that they all love each other. They started this show together. And so we just didn't feel like we had it in us to do a full episode on it. And plus, we're just tired. That's the short answer. Wake up, bobblehead. And then, for those of you who have been our faithful Beverly Hills listeners over the past two or three seasons. They're probably like, what the hell? Yeah. But again, we just didn't feel like we could continue doing two cities at once. It's just too much. And you know what? It's We love New York, uh, Salt Lake City, so it's going to be um, a nice little Salt vacation Lake City is for the us. flagship. Yes. yes. So, you know, I'm sure that New Jersey, which we we always cover, will start, slor- will start shortly after um, uh, Salt Lake City is ending. Mm-hmm. So, we'll... And the calendar will be back in our favor. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of New Jersey, congratulations, Frank and Brittany, on your engagement. I know, that's so exciting. Congratulations, y'all. Yes. Invite us to the wedding. We hope that your wedding is not full of mom's missions and your matrimony. Oh, I sent Frank a message about that, and he wrote me back, and I forgot to write to read it. I should have read about it. About what? About congratulations on their engagement. Well, um, I, we congratulated him via House Bears and they both... Uh, but he follows me, my I personal know, page, Hunter I know, Harden. I know, So I sent him I a know. love letter and like, you know, please do not marry her. I'm there because I love both of you. I'm the one. Yeah, just, I'm totally just joking. This is sound, sounding like mom's missions and mayhem. Which, you know what? I didn't understand <laughs> the matrimony part of the title. Like... There's not a, a a specific. I mean, we're seeing. Aren't they Whitney, marrying God? Well, well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we're seeing a little bit of marital struggle between Whitney and Justin, and we're seeing a little bit of marital distance between Angie K and Hot Sean. But I really didn't feel like marriage was a big, huge storyline through this episode. So I'm renaming it officially, "Mom's Missions and Mayhem." You're going to get sued by Bravo <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> well, that's how it is. So speaking of Whitney, we start off at her home with Justin. She just got off the phone with Mary. What? She's, why is she doing this to herself? Why? Well, because, <laughs> because in therapy and all of these healing, healing situations, Mary keeps coming up. So Whitney is not feeling healed 
with the Mary situation. And These she therapists or whatever healers obviously have never seen the show with Mary. Oh my gosh, obviously, right? because they would be like, "Stay away! Don't, just you don't even need to. There's <laughs> right. no point. She when hates they, everyone. Yeah, let it go. Let, let it, it go. go. She hates everything and everyone. But <laughs> I love it when it shows the flashback to their phone conversation. Mary says, "Well, if I'm not feeling it, I ain't going to show up." And then <laughs> you respond to that. <laughs> I know, right? But then Whitney tells Justin, "Well, at least she agreed to show up." So. No, it's like she didn't really agree. She just agreed to think about it. <laughs> and now, in the meantime, Heather has invited Whitney to go cross-country skiing, which apparently is a geriatric what did you activity. Th- Before you saw what it was, what did you think cross-country skiing was? Like cross-country running, you know, long strides, long distances. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had no idea that it was going to be just literally walking on skis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's you're supposed to do it for a long time. It's long distance. I had no idea that's what it was going to be. I know this little. Um, I didn't know you couldn't stop on them, but the, literally, you're not supposed to go on any hills. I guess with cross country skiing. So it's like, true. How does that work? True. I don't know. That's weird. But Meredith will be there. We we haven't gotten cross country skiing yet. Meredith will be there. She says that things aren't bad, but they're they're not good. That's definitely not good. Uh, Whitney wants to invite Meredith to her 14-year-old daughter's birthday, which it's a little bit strange to me that we're inviting a cast full of women to a 14-year-old's birthday, but... Well, what's weird is they're not inviting us. Well, that's true. (laughs) Well, that's a bummer. But, you know, after the Angie K of it all, she's like, no one is being excluded ever again. After Angie K got excluded from Palm Springs and Whitney kind of made a fuss about it, she's like, well, now I can't exclude Meredith. Mm Mm-hmm. FYI, tell any of the housewives listening, the more interactions we get from you, the more of your side we're going to take. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> FYI. <laughs> True. Well, we know Angie K lessons. Hi, Angie K. Hi, Angie K. Love ya. <laughs> but Justin will be excluded from Bobby's party because he's going to be at a conference that he can't miss on Bobby's actual birthday. So he's like, I thought we were doing it the weekend before. And she's like, no, I thought we were doing it the day of. And he's like, well, we have to do it the weekend before. And she's like, well, the weekend before, I have yet another event. So you want me to do two events? And are you going to help me? <laughs> and it's just, I hate this interaction right here. I hate this because there's no, an- there's no good answer to this because he has a brand new job that he has to attend yeah, things. Yeah. You can't just start a new job and not go to the events and not do, like, a participate. <laughs> I hate watching them struggle. I wouldn't. Let's oh, I go back it. to naked painter painting. I know. You know, We're, <laughs> ruined it all for us. Y'all complained <laughs> about the naked painting, and now look what we got. <laughs> oh, but we do have uh, Justin with a, a five o'clock shadow beard. Like, I mean, uh, he's looking lose better. your job. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting quite overwhelming to try to balance it all. At the Wasatch Excursion, for those of you who don't know Wasatch is, that's the range of mountains around here. The Wasatch, what? Heather and Monica take a snowmobile ride, and then after the ride, they enjoy a hot beverage. I love snowmobiling. I've only done it once, and it's probably one of the funnest, like, it's what you think jet skiing will be, but it's easier to balance. Okay, I you know I I'm I'm just those but and my... you could go fast and like not fall off and hit like a hard wave. Snowmobiling is just like I don't know, it's just really really fun. <laughs> I mean, both have activities I can understand, but they just they're just not something like oh my god, I'm dying to do that. We're doing it. <laughs> so Heather, we find out called Monica after Angie K's Easter brunch because uh, you know Heather 
relate it a little bit. Be careful, don't relate too strong, Cy and <laughs> But Heather related a little bit because she is abandoned, essentially, by her own mother right now. Which and, we, I don't remember hearing much about. Well, I think we all knew that her mother really hadn't spoke, that, spoken yeah, to her much since still she left very the church. Mormon, yeah. And then the book sealed the deal. Yeah, I guess so. Ugh. So, Life uh, is too short. So Monica is really, you know, thankful that someone has empathy for her and then tells the story about when she was around 12, her mom dropped her off at a friend's house in Pennsylvania to go pursue her dreams in New York. So I feel like Monica and her mom's situation is very much, there's two sides to every story and then in the middle somewhere is the truth. And I feel like that's uh, an allegory for their entire relationship. I feel like it's a horrible cycle of her mom, you know, not being the mom that Monica needs. And then Monica also being kind of a brat because she's not getting the attention and, that and she, she needs. She got, okay. So there's a, she's, Monica says right here that she, thank you for taking me out today because I wouldn't have left the bed all day. And I thought that was really odd because it's um, it's a very I'm a very depressed person kind of comment to say that I can't even get out of bed, but you can't do that when you have kids. Yeah, I was first of all, I was like, were your kids home? But then it made sense. Like, there's things that she says too that she tries to get like to make sympathy for her, and I could tell as soon as her mom sat down. The headache thing, right? Oh, First yes. the crying, then the uh, headache. Yeah. Oh, like, we'll get it to was that. A, we'll get to I know, that. I know, but it was but that's a it was parallel. a system, right. and I was like, and I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, that's what Monica's doing. Oh yeah, wow. So you're I, right. I didn't catch that. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> you're like a therapist. I right? am. You're I'm like, like I've got my shit together. <laughs> but you know, according to Monica's mom on her own personal social media, like LD underscore million. Oh yeah, this is. They were actually friends of the family who Monica knew. It's not like she dropped her off with strangers. And her goal was to bring Monica to New York City. But when she got there, New York City was way more expensive than she expected it to be. So she couldn't, so she was trying to like get into her job and get acclimated with her job before she brought Monica with her. I mean, cause it is expensive to have a child in New York. And when you are a single parent, you do whatever you have to do to survive. So the truth is somewhere in the middle. In the middle. Monica's mom was obviously a wild woman. She was obviously desperate for attention, just like, um, you know, uh, as we learned, she didn't and, get it from her own mother. Looking for help, you know? So, um, yeah. She was is, just trying to survive. It's an ugly cycle. Yeah. It's sick. But it's not ugly over at the Barlow's. It's all sunshine over at the Barlow's. Oh my gosh, I love that. John Barlow uh, pulls out his old mission scrapbooks and his old diaries, and uh, we find out that Jack told John about his mission two weeks before Lisa. How much trouble do you think he's? <laughs> oh, he's. In oh, now? he's. I don't. We need to check on him. She beat the sh out of me, probably. <laughs> Make sure he's still alive right now. <laughs> so, I feel bad for Lisa because Jack is really being a typical teenager with oh, her. Oh, he can't handle it. He can't handle it. And she's being such a typical mom too, though. Yes. Like she's being Lisa Barlow, mom extra, and Jack is dealing with his dad, who is short. Straight to the point, and 
easy to talk to. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And then Lisa, who will tell you a story about a weird girl who might sit on your bed wondering what it's like to live in your shoes for a day, or live your life for a day. <laughs> Where are your clothes? Like, <laughs> Lisa Barlow, I love you so much. Sometimes Me I wish too. you were my mom. Nobody has ever once said that. I mean, I really appreciate Lisa Barlow for the things that most people complain about. Oh, I, I, yeah, I feel the same I'm like, way. Please be out of touch that people don't have $65,000 rings. Please tell a story what? about a weird girl to let Jack know um, that if he needs to leave his mission because of weird people in his group. She says it again, like if she talks about some kind of car or something later on, like an analogy about getting a car seat she'll order right away. And I'm like, I'm, that doesn't mean anything to anybody. I don't know why you're saying this, Lisa Barlow. I love that John and Lisa are both like, Jack, if you need to get out of it, you can come home. If you need to get out of it, you can come home. And Jack's like, you guys, I want to go. I want to go. Mom, stop trying to scare me. Dad, I'm okay. <laughs> so now we'll get to the cross country skiing. Yay! <laughs> you know, there were a lot of uh, snow. There are a lot of snow activities this season because, again, we had a winter unlike any other winter. Yeah. So the fact that Meredith could have potentially slid off a cliff is completely believable. One hundred percent. Well, have you seen most of these episodes have a blizzard in the wind? Blizzard yeah. going in the window. It was intense. This it winter. was such it was a winter. winter. It was awesome. But you're right. I had no idea what cross country. I even wrote right here. I had no idea what cross country skiing was. <laughs> I, uh, according to Whitney, it's for old people. So apparently, I should start cross country skiing. I mean, it's really good for you. It's oh, like, yeah. it's like jogging basically. Yeah. But you're in the snow and it's low and impact. Good, so you're just it's good for your core. You're going with your little arms. Do you want to start doing that, Bear? Yeah. Okay. When they're done, they stop for a little tailgate. Uh, they don't recognize Monica's car, though. First of all, blue cheese stuffed green olives. Gross. That is disgusting. A lot of people love those. Don't. <laughs> Put them out of business. That's horrible. Monica's rental car. So, <sighs> this... It is like Monica it does have a mother around her own age because she's being very childish here. And there's, okay, so I have four older sisters and I've met other families that are like this that have daughters. And a lot of times, like, the daughters just have this weird thing where they either want to be just like their mother or they don't want to be anything like their mother. And I feel like this is kind of the, uh, Monica's mom is kind of just like that. Her and Monica is like that with her mom. Well, whenever I watch this, I know you as the only boy with four sisters. Yes. You constantly tell me how complicated relationships between moms and daughters can be. Yeah. And so, like, I'm like, and I, I'm, this is my question I always say, I'm like, then why do you keep calling her? Why do you keep talking to her? Why do you keep going around her if she bugs you so much? <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, because if she doesn't, she doesn't get to keep the car because Monica's mom that's threatened why I, her. That's why I don't understand why does she have the car ownership like when she knows her mom's like this well just because i'm probably at the time she might not have had the credit you know because when she got divorced i probably didn't have any That's of her true. own money i mean and she's got Things a nice like car too i'm like ugh. but for her mom to be like i don't care if you have kids i'm gonna call the police by four o'clock if you don't give me the car that just shows how petty it this whole this the ordeal is it's just ridiculous well meredith suggests that monica take back control yes, of her relationship um but to do it when their relationship isn't so volatile and they're all like you haven't met 
Monica's mom yet. And Heather's like, you would love her mom. Um, in person, she's really quite wonderful. She's nice and charismatic. And then Monica's like, like Ted Bundy. Well, sociopaths <laughs> and narcissistics are like that. But, um, and Ted Bundy's story <laughs> did happen in Utah. Ted Bundy, yeah, the only surviving victim was in Utah. Yeah, it was a big part of the Ted yeah, Bundy story. Yeah, Ted Bundy's so. big, big stories in Utah. But if I didn't know that, I would be like, wow, that's a really random, vicious... You know? <laughs> I know, what she said, I was like, ooh, that's a big comparison. Uh, we also find out that Whitney, even though she has a good relationship with her mom now, didn't speak to her for 13 years. That's rough. I, I, I'm the same boat. I didn't talk to my dad for like 18 years, and I wish I would have taken... I'm so stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right, same. I have a similar situation. But again, a, a, a lot of these women on this show have very complicated relationships with their moms. And it takes time to grow, too. I had to grow just to be able to go see my dad. So yeah. I, I understand why it takes so long you have to, be mature. to connect things. Yeah, yeah, you have to be mature to truly forgive someone. Mm -hmm. Well, um... Whitney wants to invite everyone to Bobby's 13th birthday party, but she wants to clear the air with Meredith first. She doesn't like Meredith's pattern of talking about people and then starting rumors or saying she has information on them when she needs to kind of like one up them. I was because I was I was waiting for Whitney to say because I don't want you to start trouble at my daughter's birthday, but she doesn't say that. But in <laughs> true Meredith fashion. Now it's about it's time. It's it's not about the sick children, it's not about the other things. Now it's about Meredith's wreck and her life or death situation. And what's important now? I mean, it really is a beautiful deflection again. But it like, also but it also proves Whitney's point, right? <laughs> like, it's a... like it's really art here. Uh, it it is it true. really just beautifully all falls together. Yeah, <laughs> that Meredith is in fact doing what Whitney has accused her of very often. Yes, but even I bought into it. I was like, oh yeah, you almost died. Oh, God, but I didn't realize that Whitney literally drove by her and was like, peace. No I'm kidding. I know. I mean, but yeah, I had no idea. Well, because every it's one road that you drive up. I know exactly where she crashed just from the pictures. Right. Um. But uh, how would you know that was her unless she you saw her sitting she on right. the edge? She does. But it, again, Meredith deflects and says, "Well, I can't believe he took you forty-eight hours to check if I on check on me to make sure I was okay." And right. I'm like, "Really, Meredith?" But <laughs> I was Mer like, "Meredith, no, don't." <laughs> she gets really worked up about the accent. And again, I'm not trying to say that it wasn't no. raining. The weather was. Horrible and, and if you've never even been in a car crash, it's scary. And if you've never hit black ice or ice in general, it is terrifying not having control of your car. And if you think that you're going to die, to know that you just left this party that was insane and that was your last moment. <laughs> That's true. That sucks that... too. <laughs> that... so I, I, hope, I, I hope to God that even if Meredith is so pissed off at the end of a party, she says, she stops at the end and she goes, I love you all. <sighs> just leaves. Right. <laughs> So we'll take a break, but first uh, we can talk about the scene with Angie K and her dad in about 30 seconds. Okay. I mean, there's not a lot to say. Angie K loves her dad. They love to cook together. He was an immigrant straight from Greece. She tells Hot Sh uh, tells her dad that she and Hot Sean haven't had even dinner together by themselves in two years. Mm -hmm. He comes in, immediately goes, takes a shower. They edit it to make it look really weird. Viva, he immediately went and took a shower instead of ate, but to me, it wasn't weird. Did you think it was weird? He just didn't chat. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really engage with them a whole lot. 
or like ask how he's doing or like what's new or anything. He, or it's kind of like he wanted that we saw. Un, uh, unless he wanted to get the smell of dick off of him. <laughs> oh yeah, I wonder what day that was. It might have. I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking, everybody. Dick doesn't smell. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> Can we come back to this? This is Heather Gay from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and you're listening to The Real House Bears Podcast. Gobble, 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 gobble. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, well, we don't have much time to celebrate Thanksgiving because Christmas is already happening all over the stores. We hope you all enjoyed our spooky October episodes. Filmed in spook vision, too. Spook vision. Well, we're back at Provisions, a place that we actually ate at with a housewife. Been there, done that. Good food. But, and we had a much better experience than Whitney did here with Mary. You know, very at first they're really like kind and cordial, like you look gorgeous, you look gorgeous, hey girl, hey girl, and they have some you know decent small talk. But when when he says we missed you at Greek Easter, he goes, I didn't miss it. I mean, it's just like I don't even know why you're doing this to yourself. It's this is so crazy. Funny when the server spilled food on me. <laughs> That's because Jesus wanted that to happen. Jesus like, Mary, you're a bitch. And spills on her. <laughs> Quit using my name. I know, right? Like, you, do you know the mute button? And then she wishes, instead of it happening, she wishes it could have happened to Whitney. Because that's the Christian way right, to Instead of things. wishing it didn't happen at all. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I can't stand Mary. She is just horrible. And Mary basically... It is just going to deflect anything she says because she doesn't need to grow. She's perfect in every way. Whitney is trying to like, you know, you sent me horrible texts, which we have seen some of those texts. And like you They're heard vile. it, she's, she's vicious. Yeah, she says she horrible, mean things. Yeah. But apparently calling somebody a predator, like that that's over the top. You, you said Especially anything about since her. she didn't even know what that word was a few episodes ago. You could call me a pornography, <gasps> sweetheart. Pornography. But, you know, Whitney starts off completely apologetic. Mm-hmm. You know, Mary, I said some mean things. And even, uh, you know, a few sentences later when Mary brings up Predator, Whitney doesn't defend herself at all other than... I take complete accountability for my actions. It'd be awesome if you at least took accountability for why I was upset. Uh oh, man. But we the only good thing that happened in this whole thing was we got to hear little girl again. Grow up, little girl. Right. Like, it was it made me feel so good. And she said bobblehead too. Like I kinda right. miss that. Yeah. Bobblehead. That was you I mean, were like what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were shocked. <laughs> but you know, the moment Whitney asked for accountability, it was over. But before Mary or Whitney even asked for accountability, Mary says our relationship was severed. When you, so why are, again, why are we here? Why did you come? Why at all? Like I don't get it. <laughs> so she's boxing up she's not well, she's not boxing she's up. She's making her. yeah. Right. And she's done. Like it's wild. It's wild. Mary is definitely not a good housewife. Maybe a good friend of. Listen, I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I got, I got personally offended by her, so I lashed out. And also, to be honest with you, she's 
I, I, is she going to be the new Ramona singer? <laughs> well, they're both racists. That's true. <laughs> um, Mary just hasn't set it out right yet, quite yet. Well, I mean, she did. She talked oh, yeah. about the color of people's skin. <laughs> yeah, she did. I told Jim my taste for black guys. I don't, I don't have, that's not my taste. Okay, she is Ramona Singer. <laughs> yeah. So why, why is she like on this people, show? Yeah. Mary doesn't like people with dark skin either. So yeah, they're about, they're, they're very similar. Is that why she stays away from her son? <laughs> I don't know. Well, Jack's mission announcement party. Okay, I'm super stoked for this part of the episode. <laughs> I'm so excited to find out where he's going to go. I loved the Elder Barlow name tag cookies. I thought those were so cute. So, Lisa clearly can't handle not being in control. I'm not a control freak, but I might like things my way. She can control when she gets her G-Wagon. This is that part that I was talking about earlier, about like how she's talking about a G-Wagon. She could control when she gets her G-Wagon, what her G-Wagon looks like. The color of the seats. She can control everything in her life. But, but we she... both looked at each other and we're like, what's a G-Wagon? We had to, <laughs> we I, had to, we look had to pause it and Google it. That's why I love Lisa. She just uses references for her life. For that, people. that does not, it's only for the 1%, mostly. <laughs> a G-Wagon is a Mercedes SUV, by the way. And almost everybody in Park City drives one. Yeah, true, true. Well, Jack gives a really sweet speech about how supportive his parents have been, how supportive Henry has been, and we find out, drumroll please, Jack's going to Bogota, Colombia. I'm, I'm just, click, click, just locking the doors. Well, he will probably get held up by gunpoint, <laughs> as Lisa says. When he's, okay. I've went to like. A You're going to offend all of our Colombian <laughs> listeners. All I'm saying is, we weren't allowed to leave the tour group area. Right. When we were there. Of course, there are dangerous parts of Colombia. Of course. There yes. Are. There. But there was a really pretty place that was owned by the cruise ship. That was nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like in the United States, there's some dangerous parts of the United States and there's some beauty. There's but some when they said, of... like, my heart sank when they said Colombia, because I was like, that's just not a place that I would want to go. Um, I would. I would like to see the safe parts of it. And I hey, want to go to Europe. Listen, maybe Jack's like, all right, good drugs. Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was hoping for, like, Europe. Like, that's what I would want the most, was anywhere in Europe. What about Orlando? I might leave the... <laughs> might have to leave the faith on that one. I'd rather go to Colombia. That sucks. Well, Monica meets her mom at Monarca, or Monarca, or Monica. That's the name of Monica's long-lost sister that was left at the park when she was 12. <laughs> right? <laughs> Linda left one mom, one daughter at the park, left another one in Pennsylvania. She, oh, she's I, mean, I wonder how many other kids she has. She just dropped off. Left one and did tw Every 12 years, she drops another one off. <laughs> You're starting to get too mouthy. I got a friend in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark right there. <laughs> Take me to Columbia. <laughs> You're going on a mission with Jack. I'm tired of your mouth. <laughs> well, Monica meets her mom, Linda, and L <laughs> Linda's already crying. She's already 
putting on a show. Like, okay, she's... so you know in, in movies where people like are fake crying and they put their hands over their fingers, but they go like this, they peek through their fingers <laughs> yes. to see if you're looking at them, to see if you're looking at them crying? I think she literally does that at one point. <laughs> Monica is not even responding. She's asking for straws. She's got her arms crossed. Her mom says, well, that just, that didn't work. So now she has a headache. Well, that just gave me a headache. And goes on a search for aspirin and like Monica is stoic. Well, I wouldn't say completely stoic. You see the hatred and disgust. Oh, she's, oh, she is staring <laughs> daggers at her. Yeah, but yeah. she knows this is what mom does. Every, that's, that's what mom does every single time. So Linda recently saw a movie about a Croatian woman, a Croatian mom and daughter, who did not resolve their issues by the time the mother died. Honey, you realize you could watch, like, English versions on, like, Hallmark Channel. Right. There's, like, 20 movies, right. and probably with stars you know. Well, Monica's response pretty much was, well, you didn't care when I was crying at Greek Easter. And her mom stands back like, I ain't no punk bitch. Like, I don't even I know mean, what this is crazy. going on. So essentially, Monica is furious that her mom apologized to complete strangers for Monica's behavior. Now, I thought Monica's mom, Linda, gave a good uh, like rebuttal with, hey, remember when you were telling me that when Angie Kay was acting kind of like a maniac in Palm Springs, that you tried to just calm her down so that she wouldn't say things that she regretted mm -hmm. type of situation. That's what I was trying to do with you. And I thought that made sense. I thought it made sense, And too. I really do feel like that is kind of what Linda was trying to do at mm -hmm. Greek Easter. She was also trying to get attention. I'm not saying And she that. was also bugging in. Even Angie was like, I'm trying to have this conversation. I need you to not yeah, be here. She did butt in where she didn't belong. Yes. But I do, this is another thing where, like, Monica really just wants full 100% love and compassion and acceptance. And that she's in charge still. She doesn't see, like, that's another thing is how there's one episode where her mom says, You and I are not equals. And I'm like, Well, now you're adults. I think you guys need to treat each other with equal respect. Yeah, like, well, yeah, that's that's where they don't have it. Mm -hmm. They don't have it. But I mean, like, Linda goes from crying with a headache to then like rolling her neck and giving an attitude. Oh my gosh, it's saying curse words. I'm not gonna talk to you like some weak ass bitch either. And, and I'm like, and call her get, names. But I love it every time they get interrupted by this sweet little server. That <laughs> <laughs> It's really, like, it's, I love it. Like, every time I, I feel a reaction, every time it comes up. It's just like, they're in mid, like, scream, and he's like, do you guys want any more water? <laughs> <laughs> but Linda calls Monica a motherfucker. That means, Linda, that you're having an affair with your own daughter. Gross. I mean, that's what it means, right? It is. <laughs> it like, is. If you take the literal sense of it, it all. It is, but it's just... I know it's. A, I have never heard my mom ever talk that way ever in my life. But her, for her to say it to her daughter and like at you, it just shows what kind of lifestyle they had growing up. This has been their life, their whole life. Right. It's, um. It, and it's um. They don't need um therapy. They need to not be around each other anymore. 
Because the they, more they're around each other, the more they, they piss need, each they other off. They definitely need some space. Yeah. But Linda is the kind of person who, like, you can be in the middle of a huge fight, the server come and, you know, drop off some food, and I'm, and then she's like, act like nothing's right. Oh, look at this delicious food. Oh, I'm hungry. That's it. Yeah, I'm so hungry. Like, you can't really turn it that quickly with anyone, Linda, mm-hmm. but especially not with Monica. You should know her yet. But, you know, we... There's a lot of her mom is like, when are you just going to forgive me about the past? And, you know, there is some validity to that. You do. If you're going to keep your mom in your life, you do have to eventually forgive her for the past. Because I feel like both of them feel like they got a rough deal or a rough start growing up and they're still to this day bitter about it. Yeah. Monica tells us right here that Linda's mom didn't even want her. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of, just all of it makes a lot of sense, but Monica gets so mad when Linda calls her by, like, her maiden name or something like that. She calls her by like, now they're fighting about their original last name. And and she's like, you change your name every damn day. And I'm like, what? And, like, then she's like, this is my favorite part of this whole season. This is my favorite line. Well, you put me in the trunk while you're kissing guy. Kissing a guy. That happened one time. Like, that is my favorite favorite line in this whole season of the show. <laughs> you put me in the trunk while you're kissing a guy. She said okay, the that happened one time. And she probably meant backseat, but she said, said trunk. Tr- oh, and so when you uh, say trunk... I did not trunk, catch that because I was thinking backseat. hilarious. That like, is hilarious. That, is the, that happened one time. <laughs> like, you're expecting to be like, that never happened. <laughs> no, that happened one time. <laughs> My favorite line was when Linda... Well, first she tells Monica to get over it. When do I get forgiven? And Monica goes, well, you just told me that you don't feel bad about these things, so not, not today. today. <laughs> <laughs> so we end on a good note. But you know what? Linda's hungry. <laughs> yeah. She, she realizes she does not have the tools to fix this and to communicate effectively. She feels like they need therapy. Monica's like, okay, and walks off. <laughs> okay. And doesn't, it seems like, unless they edit it, doesn't say goodbye, doesn't, nothing. Okay. Boop. Leaves her with a tip. Or with a ticket. Well. <laughs> That happened you know, one time. <laughs> once again, we go into this saying, you know what? This was kind of a filler episode. We don't have a lot to say. It won't yeah. take all that long. But, you know, we love Salt Lake City. It's my favorite show on television. I can't help it. I mean, overall, it's thrilling. <laughs> Folks, thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking with us as we were out last week. And thanks for your understanding. Um, we have a long list of people today who are House Bears famous. A list long, too long to list on the podcast mm-hmm. because we just want to thank everyone who wished us a happy anniversary last weekend. It was October October 30th. You could send your presents to P.O. Box. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all of you, we could, your house bears famous in our hearts. Thank you so much for the well wishes. Aw, it's like a PBS special. Oh, sweet. Everybody's loved and everybody cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the drill. On Facebook and Instagram, we are The Real House Bears on Twitter X, we are Real House Bears, and you can email us at therealhousebears at gmail.com. You could buy merch on redbubble.realhousebears.redbubble.com. Oh, that was so close. What was it? Realhousebears.redbubble.com. You said Redbubble twice. It's okay. 
otherwise we'll just quit the show. Probably. Um, you can also <laughs> listen to us wherever you listen to us on uh, on podcasts. And you can watch us on YouTube and Spotify for YouTube or Spotify for <laughs> Podcast. podcasters. And um, <laughs> if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and a cute little review, and we will make you hashtag House Bears famous. famous. All right, let's get out of here. Bye. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs>